Yechezkel chapter 34. Chapter 34. Again, the word of God came to me. Ben Adam hinavei aroei Yisrael. O human, prophesy about the shepherds of Israel. So we have here a section devoted to the shepherds of Israel. The shepherds of Israel presumably are the leaders of Israel. And the leaders, as described in chapter 34, are the misleaders. They're the ones who have acted very improperly towards the people, towards their flock. And as we'll see, the improper behavior takes more than one form in chapter 34. What's very interesting is that chapter 34, which is a rather lengthy chapter, goes on for uh, 31 verses. And chapter 34 of Yechezkel bears a striking parallel to the prophecy of Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 1 through verse 8, which begins, Hoi ro'im ma'abdim mefitzim et son maritin umashem. So Yirmiyahu already in chapter 23 talks about the shepherds, that is the leaders, who are causing my flock to stray and to scatter. The ones who should be tending to my people. You give no thought to them. I am going to give thought to you for your wicked deeds, declares God. And in Yirmiyahu chapter 23, and in our chapter of Yechezkel, chapter 34, God's response to the shepherds who have abandoned the flock is that God becomes a shepherd. God will shepherd the people. We have it in Yirmiyahu, chapter 23, I will gather, says God, in Yirmiyahu, chapter 23, verse number 3, I will gather the remnant of my flock from the lands to which I have banished them. I will bring them back to their pasture, where they shall be fertile and increase. That's in Yirmiyahu. And in our chapter, chapter 34, First, it describes the misbehavior towards the flock. They're scattered. Every mountain, no one seeks them out, in verse number six. Therefore, O shepherds, hear what God has to say. So, because you did this, because you abandoned them, so I'm going to punish you for abandoning them, and I'm going to seek them out myself. I'm going to deal with the shepherds. I'll demand a reckoning of the shepherds. And in verse number 11, God says, I will. I will. I'm going to take them. I'm going to take thought from my flock. Here I am. I'm going to take thought from my flock, and I will seek them out. It's interesting that God will seek out the flock. Uvikartim. Uvikartim, here the translation is, I will care for them. I will take thought for them. So God becomes the shepherd. Verse number 12 as the shepherd seeks out the flock. Many of you may remember that phrase 
from the prayer that we recite, the Ashkenazim at least recite on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Unetan Tokef. And the first piece of it concludes, Kivakarat Ro, as the shepherd seeks out the flock, checks the flock, counts the flock. Kivakarat Ro, in the prayers of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, has a dual meaning. It, counting means taking account. They are counted, they are numbered, they are judged in the prayer of Netanah Tokev. But it also suggests something else. And certainly in Yechezkel, it suggests something very different. It's not about judging. It's about caring, making sure that every one of them has been cared for. So God, the image of God as a shepherd, a tender image of God, and it's very striking in the book of Yechezkel, we don't have that many, so far, that many tender images of God, but here we have God the shepherd, Kivakarat Ra'edro. Now there's something else that's very interesting about the parallel between Yechezkel 34 and Yirmiyot chapter 23. The attack upon the shepherds, the judgment of the shepherds, that God becomes a shepherd, it's much more expanded in that chapter, in chapter 34, but the core idea of it is found also in Yirmiyot chapter 23. And now we have something else in Yirmiyot 34. God speaks of judging between one animal and the other. In verse number 17, you, my flock, thus says God, I'm going to judge between one animal and another. Some of the animals are beating up on the other animals. Who these animals are, the strong ones, the ones that trample the others, it's not clear whether, again, we're talking about some kind of leaders or whether within the community there are segments of people. Not clear. But what is interesting is that after that section, when God again is judging between one animal and the other, here there's a sense perhaps of judgment. I mentioned that on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, Kavak Karat Edro, carries with it two significant, two meanings. There's the tender image, and there's a sense of judgment in the Tanah of who will live and who will die, who by fire, who by water, the Tanah But after this, in chapter 34, and we have precisely parallel in Jeremiah chapter 23. In Jeremiah chapter 23, we have a promise that in the future, Chapter 23, Yermio, verse number 5, Days are coming, says God. We again come across the term Mishpat Utztaka, but here it's in the promise to restore a true, true branch of David's line. King David is described, himself is described in 2 Samuel chapter Eight, as doing mishpat and, and tzedakah. Equity, righteous behavior. That's the description of David in chapter 8 of Second Samuel. And here God promises through Jeremiah's prophecy, I will reestablish the line of David that does righteous, a true branch of David's kingship that does mishpat and tzedakah. That's the true shepherd. In those days, Judah and Israel will be redeemed and dwell dwell in security. 
And now, coming to our chapter, which is chapter 34 of Yechezkel, verse number 23, I will raise up for you a shepherd, one shepherd, who will shepherd you, eight of the David, my servant David, who yere'otam v'yelohem l'ro'eh. V'ani Hashem e'yelohem l'elohim. V'yavdi David nasi betocham, ani Hashem dibardi. So here, in this verse, it speaks of God establishing David, my servant David, avdi David, I will be for them a God, and my servant David, avdi David, will be their ruler. I, says God, have spoken. Verse number 24. So in Yechezkel, at least in these verses in Yechezkel, Yechezkel sees at least the possibility that God's kingship, God is the shepherd, but God works through others, and God sees the possibility at least of establishing a shepherd who is loyal to God's values, who can reflect God's true kingship. That in theory, can be no contradiction between human sovereignty on one hand and God's supremacy on the other. So it's very striking, and one can only wonder about the relationship between these two prophecies. Yirmiyahu was slightly older than Yechezkel. The two prophecies are eerily similar. Uh, Yechezkel was a more expanded description of this, but one can only wonder about if one text borrows from the other, if they two of them share a third common text or whatever, but the parallel is very striking. Just to conclude here in chapter 34, what's interesting is here, beginning in verse number 25, Usvivot givati bracha, horati hageshem biito, geshme bracha yiyu, vnatan eitza sodet priyo, viaris titain yivula, vayur adbatam, lavetach, viadu kiani hashem. So the prophecy over here, I will banish vicious beasts from the land, they will live securely in the wasteland, they'll sleep in the woodland, I'll make these in the environs a blessing, I will send rain in the season, Rains that bring blessing, the trees of the field shall yield their fruit, and the land shall yield its produce. My people shall continue secure on its own soil. So these verses, which come towards the end of chapter 34, are interesting because they actually remind us of a set of verses that we have in the book of Ayikra, in Leviticus. We have already noticed many times that Yechezko, in particular, draws upon many verses from the book of Ayikra, and is part and parcel of the fact that he's a priest. Not just he personally is a priest. The book is about the temple, God's place in the world, and those that serve in the temple as a very central theme. And these verses actually remind us very much of what we encounter in Vayikra, chapter 26. In Bechukotai Teleichu, Vid Mitzvotai Tishmu Vasi Tebotam, chapter 26, Vayikra, verse number 3, Notati Gishmechem Bi'itam, I will grant rains in the season, and the earth will yield its produce. So 
The description over here of the rain coming in the appropriate time of betach, of security, of the earth yielding its fruit. And the phrase in verse number 7 of chapter 26, I will turn towards you, I will multiply you, you will increase. All of this language, the Vayikma language, we find in chapter 34 of Yechezkel. So once again, in this image of a different world, a better world, where the king represents God's interests, the faithful shepherd, and the language drawn once again from the book of Ayikra, from the book of priests, from the book of the temple.